0: You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. <laughs> so happy Mother's Day to all of you, mamas! My gosh, we are so so incredibly grateful for you and our, our lives. And for those of you that are watching, I have uh, a few. I have I have three moms now. It it took at least that many to to raise me. So I always I always needed more help. <laughs> so God God knew that I would need more more than one mama. And uh, I've got some, some spiritual moms, too, that I reached out to this morning, and and uh, people that have mother, mothered me in a moment, you know, I, I remember years ago, s- way too young to be sitting at a bar, and um, and uh, one of my, this young lady that I went to school with, her mom, who was living the same lifestyle I was, all messed up, Just as, but she'd just been messed up longer, because she was older, and I was probably... 16 or 17 just out there bad and I remember her sitting at the bar next to me and telling me you weren't made for this like looking back now I'm like that's that was good advice coming from somebody who was equally as messed up as I was but it was like God was speaking through 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 women in in my life and showing me that I I needed a perspective uh, on the Holy Spirit that only a woman could give me and it was just it was just beautiful when I look back at all of the all of the moments that I've I've so desperately needed mamas in my life, and God has always always supplied in abundance in my life. So we're so grateful for for you ladies, uh, not just mamas, but you women in general. And so it is abnormal as far as custom goes that a man would speak on Mother's Day. Uh, we usually Sarah is usually the mama that speaks on on Mother's Day, and um, and the reason that I, I had pray you know we pray about the schedule that we have and and the people that speak and and I get the privilege of kind of partnering with Holy Spirit and saying who do you want to speak when and I plan the schedule probably four or five months out. It's just it's good to be proactive and uh, we st- we remain flexible in that, but we also believe that the Holy Spirit's leading us and and what what we're doing as far as the teaching schedule goes but when mother's day came up this time I thought you know what I feel like I'm supposed to speak and I didn't know entirely why at the moment because I don't I'm I'm guilty of not always asking for very many details cuz I don't nec- I don't necessarily need them to function in life <laughs> my better half needs more details than I do and she'll she'll make sure that I get them lindsay will make sure that I get the details when I need them or make sure that I know I should have got them if I didn't. Um, (laughs) And so I'm learning to be better about that because she is helping me. Um, But in saying all that, before I go any further, I just, um, I want you to know it's good to be back home. Thank you guys for all of your prayers. Um, I'm not going to share in great detail about the trip this Sunday because of it being Mother's Day and I want to honor you women and I have a, a I feel like I have a word for y'all that's on my heart to, that I believe I hope is going to empower you um, so Next week next Sunday. I'll share pictures. I'll, I'll share some videos. I have a couple hundred gigabytes worth of of uh, pictures and videos to uh, kind of go through any way that they sent me home with because they do a very good job of documentation over there, and so I want to make sure that. And there's still testimonies are coming in, testimonies are coming in. Uh, you know, we were over there during Ramadan. Did you know that the month of April is Ramadan? I didn't know that until I got there. Yeah, not. I told you, not always completely aware of what's happening. Just being obedient, and so the whole month of April is is Ramadan, so we were there during Eid too, which is a a great big holiday that they celebrate after after Ramadan, and so um, in the midst of that, we got to pour into over 4,000 pastors and leaders while we were there, just in two events. We weren't there for an evangelistic, like that wasn't, the intention wasn't evangelistic, Um, But even in the midst of that, we saw, because we did get to do a handful of of street meetings and and a couple different church meetings, um, in the midst of that, we still saw hundreds of people born again (laughs) during Ramadan, hundreds of people born again, uh, hundreds of miracles, hundreds and hundreds of people set free, and um, really got to see a bunch of hearts healed too. Um, So it it was it was an amazing an amazing time I was in the room with some of the most high ranking some of you saw it on social media you you guys pay attention to Instagram or <laughs> Facebook it's it was on there uh some of the from the biggest uh, Sikh and Hindu temples um the lead, two of their leaders were there um also uh high ranking Muslim leaders and um and one of the ambassadors uh, of, of Pakistan um, was also in, in the room that I got to share. Matt General and I both got to share the, the love of God um, with and release a blessing of peace. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you guys just don't know what's in the blessing of peace for you. And so it was, it was a huge, huge privilege, kind of a surreal moment. And these guys are posting pictures of us, uh, w- with us, on their, f- on their social media pages. Um, it's just insane. We were in two of the local newspapers uh, in Pakistan. That's crazy to me. I-, I don't know about you, but that is absolutely insane. To-, to-, to see where God has brought me from, to where God has brought us to, together, because we went as a family, uh, in-, in the form of me. Uh, to see what God did on, on that trip, will be, there'll be ripple effects of it for a very, very long time. And so your prayers made a huge difference. I felt better physically, better mentally, emotionally, and, and spiritually than I had on previous trips. And also, my adjustment time going and coming back was even faster. I was probably adjusted back to being here within uh, the first 24 hours of being back. And that's insane. If you've ever been on a trip like that where you're somewhere nine hours ahead and so much is happening and uh, not a lot of sleep is happening, but it was uh, it was great. And so pray with us. We're already praying about uh, crusade in October. Um, I'll give you more details at a a later time. It's, It's pretty exciting. So thank you for your prayers. More testimonies to come. And uh, now I'm, I'm going to get back to, to, this, to this message. <laughs> um, but the reason I felt like it was important for me to speak to, to women uh, today is because, you know, men are supposed to be a representation of who the Father is to you. Men are supposed to empower you, cheer you on, encourage you, uh, and tell you what you can do. And unfortunately, in the body of Christ, some of you have experienced, in life and in the body of Christ, some of you have experienced um, being told what you can't do, what you shouldn't do, what you're not supposed to do. And because of that, you've been held back, you've been restricted, you've been confined, and you've had this ceiling that's been put over you. And I hope today that somehow, some way, Um, in this uh, message, I will be able to remove that forever from you. If there's any lingering effects, if you've hung out with us for very long, that's probably off of your life Um, because we're really intentional about empowering you ladies into the place that you were created to be. Because without us running side by side in this thing, there will never, ever be The fruition of what the Father has dreamed before the foundation of the world will never come to pass. And He's going to make sure that it does, so therefore He's going to make sure that women are properly empowered the way that you were created to be. And so on behalf of, I can only speak on behalf of leaders and and on behalf of of the men that I know, but we are incredibly sorry for what has happened to you, for the way that you have been damaged and hurt, and the things that have been said that were not true, and the Bible has been misused and abused in your life. And today, I hope that you will accept this apology and receive healing through this, coming from the heart of a father of this house. Because just like the the women that are in, you know, we, we often talk about, Women going to minister to women that are in brothels and in prostitution and in the porn industry and all those things. And yes, sometimes that is the safest thing. But a woman that has been damaged and abused by men must see a man look at them with love in their eyes and no other, with no uh, impurity but just pure love looking at them to be able to bring full, complete healing to their hearts. Right, And on the flip side of that, when a man has been messed up and broken and abused, regardless of who it's by, he must see the love of the mother heart of God through a woman's eyes with no other agenda other than to, to love them. I know some people don't like that, that language that there's a mother heart of God, but let me just make this one statement is that it, where, where else did that come from? Because God's not a gender, though we call Him Father. Right? (laughs) He represents both. Because from Him came both man and woman. That's the only way that woman came from man, is that God made it possible. And so though we often see Him as Father, And we see Jesus, oftentimes, if you know anything about inner healing ministry, you see Jesus as a brother, or as a sibling, even though he is our Lord, he is our Savior, he is our King, right? And he is also a, a perfect representation of the Father. But if he is all of those things, then who's a representation of, of the mother heart of God? We deduct from that would be the Holy Spirit, And so this kingdom that we come into is not a kingdom of behavior, but it is a kingdom of learning to be held. And when we learn to be held, it's mothers that actually become the perfect representation of what it is to rest in the loving arms of a good God. In other words, the embrace of a mother is supposed to lead us into the revelation that will help us forever stay in that position of head to heart, resting in the embrace of our God because we weren't made for anything else. We were made to stay in that place forever. And though the same problem that we have with a living sacrifice calling off the altar is the same problem we have with actually having our own will is that we can get out of the arms of the Father, but I believe that once we are born again, we will never get out of the hand of the Father becomes our choice whether or not we will actually lean back and rest in him and ultimately trust him for who he is, how good he is, and that he's got us and that we don't have to work hard to make this thing happen. All we need to do is surrender and let him love us. And in that, we will have everything we need. And so this position that we get to rest in that I believe mothers best represent to us and help us get the revelation of actually is the position the revelation that unlocks our identity and therefore unlocks our destiny. And by doing that, it also unlocks us, for it puts us in a position to be completely free to be ourselves. It's the most important thing that we can ever become. After we become sons and daughters, us learning to be completely free to be us is the big deal. It's 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 everything. Because the world needs you to be uniquely you. And without moms in our lives, I believe that we can never become that. That's why it's so important for a child to have the mother's love. And I know that the world would love to pervert that and say that you you don't need that. And that you can get it from either one, everything that you need. And I'd say that that is absolutely 100% a lie. Is that it's a plan of the enemy to try to destruct and destroy the freedom that we have within Christ that comes through both mothers and fathers together and not one or the other. I am not saying that God can't make up the difference. If you only have one, believe me, God can make up the difference, but He will at some point bring into your life a spiritual father or a spiritual mother that will show you the representation that you've always needed. He will not let you do without. If you desire, if you know you need it, even if you don't. I've watched Him so many times bring people into my life when I didn't know. I remember Doreen Mast. She wrote one of the endorsements for the book. She was taken off. Uh, She was taken back by the fact that I would even ask her to to write the endorsement. I wanted to make sure that there was one of the spiritual mamas in my life that wrote the endorsement, uh, or one of the endorsements, and I felt like she was the one. And what I didn't realize that at moments when I started, Lindsay and I started going up to Tri-Lakes in Bristol, Indiana in 2014. Uh, it was the worst snowstorm I had ever been in in my entire life. I think it snowed 12 or 15 inches in in about six or seven hours. And uh, we drove back from Bristol at about 25, 30 miles an hour. We were not supposed to be on the road. (laughs) Um, But we were trying to get Lindsay back for for work that she thought she was going to have and ended up being canceled. And snow plows, the ice was, was so thick, the snow plows had made it. Uh, to where have you ever rode a wooden roller coaster have you ever rode ridden one for about seven hours because that's what it felt like (laughs) it was not good I won't go into great detail give you too much information but it was not good for Lindsay and uh, (laughs) I remember for, for, for the first time I had no idea what God was doing in a moment you know oftentimes you don't know until you look back and say oh oh yeah that's what that's what you were doing you were putting somebody in my in my life that I needed in that way, and so Doreen actually became the the representation of a of of the mother heart of God to me in ways that I didn't know I needed it until it actually took place. And over the years, she actually began to champion me and Lindsay. She began to believe in us and show us uh, everything that we were meant to be. And she, in looking back, I'm like, man, she came and let me minister and. I was still really, really figuring things out. I mean, I'm figuring things out all the time, but uh, really figuring things out. And she really trusted us. and I thought, wow, you really, really showed me how the Holy Spirit trusts me. You really showed me how the Holy Spirit really believes in me. You really showed me how the Holy Spirit will will constantly champion me, regardless of what's going on in my life, regardless of how messy I am, regardless of of what I look like. And so we we get these things God makes sure that we I know it's not popular opinion to talk about what a child needs nowadays, but I refuse to to stay away from hot button topics just because they're they're that, right? It's still truth. A child still needs a mother and a father. And they don't always get it, but God will make sure that they do at some point in their lives. That will never stop being in need because it is impossible without mothers for a son or a daughter to be able to see the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit actually is. It's important to our wholeness. It's important to us not staying fragmented. It's important for us. All of you in healing, inner healing ministry know that. Without the Holy Spirit, we, we don't have what we need. Without the Holy Spirit, we will not accomplish. We will not be able to see people actually become whole. And so, without mamas, it's the same thing. We need somebody to mother us into that place. And you know that in John 14, verses 15 through 18, it says, John chapter 14, verses 15 through 18, this is talking about the Holy Spirit. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will I will come to you. That word helper, any of you know this, is the Greek word parakletos means intercessor, consoler, advocate, and comforter. (laughs) Who, Who is the one that a child most often cries for when they are hurt in the early years of their life? It's their mama, right? You know why that is? Because the mom's got a bond with that child that the dad can't have. Because the mom carried that child for nine months or close to it, hopefully. And had a bond that was formed and only could be made by God. Because God actually fashioned that child in the womb of that mother. To have that bond, that connection. To give life to. And then to birth. And so, the connection that a child has, they remember that internally, even if they don't know that consciously. Because a child that young couldn't know that consciously, right? It's just part of their makeup. It's part of their DNA. It's part of their subconscious. It's in them. We're wired to cry out for our mamas. And I know that there's a certain point at which boys reach where they they need their dad. They need a dad. They need an example of what a man looks like. They need that. But they'll never stop needing their mama. It's just the way... That It works and not need in a way to where you're dependent upon because that's just unhealthy once you reach a certain age It's unhealthy to be dependent on either one of your parents once you reach a certain age, and I can't determine what that age is (laughs) It just depends on how you're raised But it doesn't mean that we don't go back to them for as the Holy Spirit is our counselor Because they never stop even though parenting as some of you have found out looks different once your children become adults once they reach the, uh, reach the age of 18 and go on, uh, if they get out of the house that early as, as my son did, uh, your parenting becomes different. Your relationship becomes different. It has to become different because if you don't shift it, it will become different on their ends. <laughs> because after a child moves out of the house, they do not want to be parented the same way you did when they were in it. <laughs> because you no longer have the same authority. Because they need freedom. They need to make their own mistakes. They need to go out on their own and begin to make their own decisions. And even if they make a mess, they need to learn how to clean them up. And we know that we all do that at some point. And that's good for us. It's called being an adult. And so, you see, the word helper, I like the meaning of the word comforter. Because we were created for a life that's not comfortable. I believe there's absolutely no growth growth where it's comfortable. I believe that that's why we have a comforter, is to come to us in the moments where we are uncomfortable. Because God wants to stretch us constantly. And so, you see, the Apostle John laid back against the chest of Jesus shows us that our head to the Father's heart is where we are meant to be and that we are safe in His arms. But also, as I said, that Jesus is the perfect representation of who the Father is. But Mary, Jesus' mom, gives us a perfect representation of the Holy Spirit. The Parakletos, our Comforter, but also Emmanuel. You see, God with us, He's, the, He's God with us, and He's, He's the God that won't ever leave us. Because you see, it says that, that Mary, in John 19, 25, just part A of the verse, it says, now there stood at the cross his mother. <clears throat> now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother. You see, his mother never left, even at his toughest day, even at the most painful moment of her life, we see the mother of Jesus standing by the cross. A sight that was horrific. Could you imagine any? I don't want you to 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 dream this up or to envision this, but but just to to just think for a moment the most painful moment of your child's life and how it made you feel. You know how it is as a parent how you want to take all the pain for your children. And Mary's st- standing here. Next to one of the most, she was there at the, if, if the passion of the Christ is even, even close to accurate that Mel Gibson made, she was there at the whipping post. She was there through the process. She saw him carry the cross up the hill of Golgotha, right? And she saw him lay down on that cross. She saw him, she saw it all. And she stayed there throughout every agonizing breath until he breathed. His last and said those very famous, very powerful, and very important words. It is finished. And she, in doing so, gives us a representation of what the Holy Spirit is to us, who the Holy Spirit is for us, and actually God in the form of Holy Spirit and how He will never leave us, even when it feels like everybody else says. how He will stand there and comfort us, even in the midst of our worst moments, how He will be right there in the mess, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it feels like, and regardless of what anybody else thinks. In our most shameful moments when we are feeling naked in front of everybody, the way that Jesus was covered in only blood, Mary, the Comforter, the representation of the Holy Spirit was, was there. And she gives to us the perfect, what I believe personally, in my humble opinion, is the perfect representation of, of Holy Spirit to us. That Jesus said for a reason that it's better that I go because I'm going to send the paracletos. It's better if I get out of here because you no longer need the representation of the Father to you because you already have it. Now you need the representation of the other side of the heart of God which is that of a mother. And you need, you need that in your life to be able to accomplish the things that I desire for you to accomplish. So it's better for you that I that I go away. Because the comforter will not only comfort you, but will actually lead you into all truth and also teach you and guide you. Be the one that will counsel you, right? Will be the power. Of God. Sometimes people look at you think mother heart of God, you think the Holy Spirit. Thank God the Holy Spirit's not a bird, right? The Holy Spirit is robust, tough, make you tap out like a UFC fighter. <laughs> that kind of tough. Some fragile little woman that's, you know, just all perfect and ladylike. But the power of God that comes and destroys darkness, that will will run off every demon in hell that comes at the sons and daughters of God. You know, that is the power of the Holy Spirit that destroys the works of the devil. The same power of the Holy Spirit that destroyed the works of the devil, as it says in Acts 10.38, that Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Who was with him? The Holy Spirit was God with him. The one that you may see as a comforter in this nice little polite spirit, but that's far, far from the truth. Though the Holy Spirit, we say sometimes, is, a, is gentle, and we know that to be true. But on the flip side of that, it is the same Holy Spirit that snatches those that are in the flames out that brings people back from the dead, that destroys cancer and pain of every kind, that is destroying works of the devil in the Middle East all over the place, that is bringing Muslims to know Jesus, that is going into the most dangerous places of the world and making sure that Jesus is made famous. That is the Holy Spirit that we have. That's some nice little old lady is the power of God. And that's a representation of a real, real mama. Yeah. Because you know, <laughs> you don't mess with mama. <laughs> you mess with a mother's child, you are in trouble. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's their first, second, third, fourth, fifth born. <laughs> They will protect them to the death. And that is the representation of the Holy Spirit. Mary, being that representation, is something that I've looked at for some time. And it just hit me the other day. I thought, wow. Jesus, even though he was fully God, also fully man, came born of a woman through Mary, who was a virgin, and still needed to be mothered while he was raised. (laughs) I thought, boy, if Jesus needs to be mothered, we all do. (laughs) We need that, that kind of love that you ladies are the only ones that can truly supply. You're the only ones that can give us that part Of the heart of God. And I believe that in this time, and it's been happening for some time in this season of the body of Christ, that you women are beginning to be empowered like never before. That we are seeing an authentic, not what the world says as women's rights, because I don't agree with that. Because that movement says that we don't need men. That would be, uh, it would be equally as foolish for us to say that we don't need women. Right, we need one another. Right, and I understand when that without Jesus, there's reaction to hurt that builds our own belief systems that cause further damage to the world. It doesn't bring restoration. Doesn't bring reconciliation. Doesn't build the world back into the place that the Father created it to be. It actually brings more hurts. But God has a movement that's happening across the world that is raising women up. And you ladies are a part of it. And He is empowering you into the place that you were always created to be. And He's showing you that though there have been things that have been mentioned by religious people, that there isn't anything that God can't do through your life. There isn't anything God won't do through your life. There, I don't believe there isn't a position that you can't hold in the body of Christ. We tried to make a very loud, very clear statement, not only because we wanted to, but because God said to when we ordained Sarah as the first pastor that we had here at Revive the World. We made made it very clear, and God made it very clear, this is what I'm doing. See, sometimes in a moment we don't realize what God's saying to the rest of the world through our lives. But what God was saying through the women that we've got the opportunity to ordain here and we've watched each one of them watched each one of them struggle with some things that they had heard previously from other places or feeling disqualified or all the th- all the lies that the enemy tries to bring we also on the flip side of that watched them get shattered at the moment of us laying hands on them and saying this call is on your life we're saying yes and amen to what god has placed there it's not anything that i can do i can just call it out of you and say yes this is there you are made for this. And so I don't believe that there's any position that you can't hold. I get flack from that in different places that I go, but that's okay because I'll continue to stand my ground because I believe that it's, it's biblical. <clears throat> because women were created to do this thing with us. And you have an opportunity in this hour of your lives to be something as I, I get ready to close, that I believe that the best, one of the best examples of it in the Bible is, is in the book of Esther. Is that we see Esther as uh, a young Hebrew woman whose name was Hadessa uh, before she ended up getting uh, into a, a contest with two other women to, to win the king's affection. And it was a contest that she didn't want to be in, but it was a contest that she had to be in. And she was chosen. So she won the king's affection and the king changed her name to Esther, which if you didn't know, it means star, like star in the sky. And I believe that that's very, very prophetic for you ladies in this hour. And so we see Esther, even though she didn't want to be in this position, she gets an opportunity, as you all have Right now in this season of your life, she gets the opportunity to lay her life down for her people. Because the Jewish people were getting ready to be wiped out. I won't go into all the story. It it would take me actually going over eight chapters of Esther to be able to give you a a full view of it. But I'll just give you the 30,000 foot view. And so, this is said to Esther by, by Mordecai when she's uncertain of what she's getting ready to do you see that there was a man there to actually not that she needed in that moment but that God placed there to empower her because we are supposed to serve you in the form of empowering you into the position that you were created for as you are to do for us it's not one or the other it's actually both and so Mordecai is there to tell Esther he actually asks he actually makes a really abrasive statement. He tells her because the Jewish people are going to get wiped out. He says, do you think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews? He's letting her know that, remember that you're Jewish too. The king's probably going to have you killed he says in verse 14 of Esther chapter 4, he says, For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. You see, God's plan and purpose will always be carried out. It's not going to be stopped if I say no. All right? I just get the privilege of getting in what God is doing, as you do, and I get to come along for the ride because it's the best thing in the world to do. Right? We've found the one thing, the one who's worth giving our lives for. And so it's worth it. And so he makes that statement and says, But you in your father's house, they will, they will perish. God's going to find another way to redeem them, but the chances are good that you're not going to make it, and neither will your lineage. You see, we oftentimes talk about legacy, and the reason that I talk about legacy now is because the things that you and I live for, three and four and five and six generations, as long as Jesus decides to hold off on coming back, we're living for generations to come. We truly are. We're not just living for the general. We started thinking about that in Pakistan. We started having that conversation about the things that we're doing now. What is going to be the most beneficial? What is going to be the most impactful? What is going to add the most value to not just this generation, but generations to come? That they won't have to continue to live in this particular spiritual culture. And you and I are being asked the same question every day of our lives. What, what What am I living for? And you ladies have a significant a significant inheritance to be able to leave the generations and that nobody else can leave it. Nobody else can leave the legacy that you were created to leave. It's much bigger than we think. I hope it's putting it in perspective for you. That regardless of what you do, regardless of the job or the occupation, or regardless of what you've done up until this point, that God is giving you an opportunity to leave a legacy that only you were created to leave. And Esther is getting this opportunity. Mordecai tells her the truth. Like, I like that. Like, just shoot straight with me. Don't beat around the bush. Like, we ain't got time for that. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it, we only gather, a, a, what, a couple times a week. When I go places overseas and I travel a few thousand miles, I just shoot straight with them. I'm like, look, I don't have, I'm, I've come too far. went without sleep too long to not just be real, real honest with you. And so Mordecai's doing that to Esther. And he's saying, look, help will arise from another place, but you have an opportunity here. Your legacy can either be wiped out or you can leave a legacy that's going to be bigger than you can fathom or even dream up right now at the moment. Because Esther, any of us in the moment have do not have, we may have a small picture, but we don't even have close to the full picture of the impact that God wants to make through our little bitty lives. It's like that small stone that you throw into the lake, and you see it make ripples for a very long way. And That's our lives. And so Esther's getting that chance, and in the rest of verse 14, Mordecai says, this is a famous statement that, is actually formed as a question that we've turned into a statement in the body of Christ. It says, yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Who knows whether or not. He's saying, we're not entirely sure, but what have you got to lose? You have one life, what are you going to do with it? So, then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai and said, go gather all the Jews who are present. And Shushan, and fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise, and so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, then I perish. You see, at that time, it was completely illegal for anybody to go into the king's court that wasn't summoned. And the only way you lived is if he held out his scepter, like you had no idea going into that, into that conversation whether or not you were going to get killed. The chances were overbetting. <laughs> like if you were a betting person, you had bad odds <laughs> of coming out of this thing alive. And so Esther does what any good, strong, godly woman would do in this situation. Turns immediately to intimacy with the Lord. You ladies represent that in a pure and holy way that us men are just now beginning to understand. Because when you hear that word, you think of something different. Actually, what the Lord meant it for in the, in the deepness of our hearts to understand that type of deep, authentic, genuine relationship with the Father. You see, because you understand that in a way that a man doesn't naturally, you become the representation of what it looks like for us. You become leaders in that respect for us to actually look and say, okay, that's what real intimacy is, instead of what men most of the time think it is. That it's truly spiritual and the physical as the lowest level of intimacy that can be had. And so Esther is a representation of this in that moment. She fasts and prays for three days. And the rest is history. She says, I'll give my life for this. I have found the one thing that's worth laying my life down for. And this is what I see happening in the body of Christ right now. Is I feel like that now more than ever, Isaiah 60, chapter, uh, chapter 60, verses 1 through 3, is happening up, upon the women specifically, upon all of us, but women specifically in a new way. Because women, you're getting the opportunity to take your rightful place in the body of Christ that Jesus paid for. Because we need you. We absolutely, 100% need you to be completely free to be you so that we can be fully us. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Verse 3, the Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. You remember Esther's name was Star. Stars are meant to give light. Stars are meant to be seen. Stars are never meant to fade away. Not a shooting star, but one that's fixed in the heavens, made visible for all. And I see women becoming that in this hour in the body of Christ. And because of it, I believe that awakening is is coming, is really coming to America, as it is in so many places in the world. That we're beginning to see the shifting of culture because the women are being empowered the way that you were created to be. See, this is, a, this is a great time to be alive because as some of you know, it hasn't always been like this. The oppression of women has been happening for thousands and thousands of years. It still happens in some cultures. I'm talking about in Christian cultures. I'd mention things that I can't because we're on social media right now live. Things that I'd like to mention, maybe I shouldn't. Things that I've seen. Things that are appalling. But things that God is actually fixing through the representation of everything that you are always predestined to be. And so what I want to do right now is I want to have you ladies stand. All of you ladies, not just you mamas, but all of you ladies. Because this day is really truly about you. It ought to be more one. We, uh, we definitely, uh, I know we're celebrating you more than just now. I feel like we ought to have at least a whole week for you. <laughs> I'm not sucking up. My wife's not here. <laughs> All points expire at midnight anyway. <laughs> Except for diamonds. That's what I hear. <laughs> They're good for about a week. <laughs> Maybe less. Depends on how bad you mess up in that time. <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> oh you men, know it's true. And so as Esther was a star in her time to be seen. I believe that this, the, the Father wants to empower you today. And I believe that there's going to be an impartation of this very thing, to be able to be a star in your own way. That the glory of the Lord is actually going to come upon you in a new way to be a visible the way that you were made to be visible. Not like Esther was, not like your best friend is, maybe not like Sarah is, but like, but like you were created to be. You being fully free to be fully you, empowered by the comforter to be able to live out what a royal daughter looks like because you're worth it. You were made for this. We need you. We have to have you. We can't do this without you. And we are incredibly sorry for trying in any way, shape, or form it was foolish sometimes we're a little slow but we're worth waiting for and now we get to do this side by side now we get to do this the way that the father created it for it to happen and I believe that this is going to bring increase to the things of God like never before like we've never seen before because God only goes from glory to glory and his glory I believe is going to fall upon you today in a new way that's going to cause glory to increase in the earth I believe it's happening all over the world. And so, Father, we thank You for these incredibly powerful, valuable daughters of Yours. We thank You for what they mean to us. We thank You for the representation that they give us of, of You, Holy Spirit, of the Mother Heart of God that we desperately need to be whole. And we pray right now that each one of them would be completely healed, that every word that's been spoken over them that has been, has been restricting or confining would be broken right now in the name of Jesus, that every bit of trauma that's been caused by men in any way would be completely healed right now. We release love and peace into the trauma centers of each one of your bodies. And we thank you for every restriction being released. We thank you for all the years that they were held back, for them all being erased right now and actually catapulted into the place that you always meant them to be this day at this time in their life. And we thank you for your glory falling upon them, that they can be the stars made visible, your glory made visible in the earth that only they were made to be. We thank you for them being completely free to be themselves, holding the position that they were created to hold in the body of Christ, helping make the body whole. And so we bless each one of these powerful women to be just as powerful as you created them to be doing everything that you created them to do, releasing the sound through the voice that only they can release. And we thank you through this that they will leave legacy that only they can leave. I thank you that I'm in a room full of women that are history makers, that they will look back from the banister of heaven and see Maybe before that, before they leave the earth, hopefully. But if not then, definitely after and see that history was made as they stepped into the fullness of who they were created to be. That history was made for the generations to step into the fullness of women being empowered the way that you, Father, created them to be empowered. And so we bless them right now with your blessing Father thank you for the brightness of your glory being made visible on their lives from this day forward like never before we honor them we honor each one of you right now we honor you yeah we honor you we honor you we honor you you. We honor you. And I declare over your life freedom, complete freedom to be fully you as the daughter you were created to be. And I just want to say as a leader that there isn't anything that you can't do. There isn't any position you can't hold that God calls you to. The anointing on your life will take you into the place that you were made for. There will be nothing that will stop you from this point forward. The Father will see to it. He will make sure that your gift will make room for you. And so we thank you for this. Thank you for this, Father. Yeah, just thank you for the warmth of your love filling each one of them right now. And thank you again that we get to see that other part of your heart through the women in our lives that have helped us, have helped empower us, have helped us heal and are continuing to. And are honestly, at many times, I speak for myself, have helped, hold, helped me hold it together. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Father. I just want to do this each one of you men would follow suit in this if you trust me and just declare, just declare this with me. This is, I'm going to tell you ahead of time and then on the count of three we're just going to declare this over the women in the room. I want to declare over them, we we believe in you and we believe in, in your dreams. We believe in you and we believe in your dreams. I feel like something's going to break over some of you. Some of you don't need it. But I feel like there's a few of you that need to hear that come from, from us because the opposite came from a man in your life. And so on the count of three, men, remember, we believe in you and we believe in, in your dreams. One, two, three. We believe in you and we believe in your dreams. Yes. Shh we do. We believe in you. We believe in everything you're dreaming, everything you want to do. There isn't anything that you can't, anything that you can't do. And so thank you, Father, for everything that you did this day. We are so grateful for you, that you've made it possible for us to be together as a family. We just bless the rest of this day. Pray that we are able to continue to honor and serve and bless the women that are in our lives, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. We have the prayer team come, thank you, Jesus. Have the prayer team come for anybody that needs healing, needs prayer, needs somebody to partner with you in any way, needs encouraged, we want to do that for you. Same time, we want to honor your time. We know some of you probably got some moms to get to and celebrate and and take out to eat. And so we love you. Thanks for for spending part of your Mother's Day with us. If you need to sit and hang out for a minute because God is doing something in you, go ahead and just hang out and let him do what he's doing. We're not in a rush. We love you guys.